Hello, and welcome to the Loft Gathering Podcast. Here at the Loft, our mission is reconciliation. We truly hope this podcast draws you into a new sense of belonging within the loving arms of Jesus Christ. Let's get started. So this morning, um, here's what uh, here's what I was thinking about. In 1 Corinthians, Paul and Tammy, we have no scriptures. You got Lisa's message, but I'm not going to preach that. We'll wait for her to bring that next week. Um, in 1 Corinthians, Paul was dealing with the Corinthian church. We've been talking about spiritual gifts. And uh, 1 Corinthians is a big portion of, of Paul dealing with spiritual gifts. And uh, the fruit of the Spirit, the whole love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, what if the church was known for love, right? The greatest of all these things, all the spiritual gifts, the greatest of all is what? Love. You know, there's churches, there's churches that are known for their worship, Hillsong Church. You know, if I say Hillsong Church, your first thought is worship. It's not the pastor. It's not anything else. It's worship. You know, there's some churches that are known for missions. They're giving to missions. They're, that's what they're all about. There's some churches that are known, they just preach like salvation. Like every week, you know, they preach salvation. There's some like seeker-sensitive churches that are known for, man, just bring your friends and we'll give them a nice message and we'll ease them into the waters of knowing Jesus, you know. But what if the church was known for love? By this, all men will know that you are disciples, that you have love for one another. And what if when we came to church, we weren't like thinking about, oh, I really need a touch from the Lord. I really need a word from God. I am really discouraged and I'm really going through. I need someone to pray for me. What if when we came in the church, we thought, what, who can I encourage today? What, who can I help today? Who can I lift up today? Who can I bring an encouraging scripture to? What if when we woke up in the morning, on Sunday morning, and we get the Sunday morning demons that always make us want to sleep past our alarm clock, and it, when you got kids, it's even worse. You know, every bad thing that can happen happens on Sunday mornings. What do you think that is? It's spiritual. There's the enemy of your soul does not want you in this place. So you have all that going on. But what if when you woke up, you begin to pray, God, use me today. Use me to encourage someone today. Use me to help someone today. That's our prayer every day. Lisa talks that all about all the time. You know, we're equipping the saints for the what? The work of the ministry. So every day we're asking God, who can I help? Who can I speak the gospel to? Who can I encourage? Who can I plant a seed? Okay, what if we came to church and we said the same thing? What can I give today? How can I help? You know? What can I do to serve? It's backwards from, and what I was talking about for worship today, you know, we have this idea of, ah, well, I didn't really like worship today. Well, it's a good thing we're not worshiping you. You know, we're worshiping Jesus. So, I mean, it doesn't matter who's singing. It doesn't matter if we hit the wrong notes. You know, we're worshiping Jesus. That's what we came here for. What if when you came here for, you, you didn't come in like, 
I, I had such a horrible week. I'm just barely getting, you know, what if you came in and said, who can I help? God, use me today. Okay, so all of that to say in 1 Corinthians, Paul is dealing with order of church, right? And he said, and he was talking about tongues kind of here, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. He said, what is the outcome then, brethren? 1 Corinthians 14, 26. What is the outcome then? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. What a problem to have. As messed up as the Corinthian church was, what a problem to have. Oh, you got a scripture. Oh, you have an encouragement. Oh, you've got a song. You've got something to say. We'll, we'll, we'll get to everyone. Come, let's take your turns. You know, now what do we do? We have worship. We, you know, we, then we sit down, and then we have a message. You know, and we love the message. We love this. But had, how far away from this have we gotten? There's no room for the body to encourage. Each member has a part right? Are you following me? That would be an awesome problem, wouldn't it? If every Sunday people are approaching me or Lisa, man, I've really got something on my heart. I've got to share. God gave me this dream. God gave me this prayer to pray today. God gave me a scripture I really... I really feel like I've got a prophetic word today for the church. What if Lisa had to sort through like, oh, okay, how, how does this fit? How can, we, how can we use that? God's speaking to you. You come up and give that. Todd, God's speaking to you. You come, Jesse, what's God got? God's got a song. Joanne, what's, you know, what's God speaking to you? Suzette. Yeah, I was getting ready to say Mark, and he laughed. We, we know... Mark, yeah, thank God for men's ministry, Todd says. No, Mark, every member has a part to play. You know, if you need anything and Mark hears about it, he'll leave the service and go to the store and get it and bring it back. You won't even know. You don't, it's like every member has a, has, has a part. Okay. What a great problem to have. When you assemble, we all come in. And have something to contribute. Have something to give and share with one another. Okay. Here's what I have to share. Jeremiah 1, 12. How many have read Jeremiah this week? Nobody's read Jeremiah this week. <laughs> then, the, then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active watching over my word to perform it. The Lord said to Jeremiah, I'm alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. So I grew up in a generation, when I was young, there was a, there was a term, my word is my bond. If you shook someone's hand and said something, you gave your word. And you know what you would do? You would do it. Unless there was an emergency, unless something came up, and you would feel awful if you couldn't do it. You would 
break your back to do it, right? Come on, men. Is anyone from that generation know what I'm talking about? Your word is your bond, okay? So I've got a, a dealer license for, for vehicles. And so every dealer has to get a bond. And so the bond guarantees, it, it's a guarantee of a clean title. So if there's a problem with the title and you've bought, bought from a, a dealer, you have recourse. There, it's insured. It's bonded. There's a guarantee. You're guaranteed a title. Back to Jeremiah. How much more does God watch over his word to perform? Is, is, is if, if us as humans have this idea, if I said it, I'll do it. If I told you I'll be there, I'll be there. If I told you I would do such and such, I'll do it. I promise. I'll do it. My word is my bond. I'm going to make it. I chased these. I was just, I just went on a road trip, bought a few trucks. And the one guy, he's like, now if something happens, just let me know. You know, uh, if your plans change, just let me I said, I'll be there. I'll be there at 4 o'clock. I promise. But today, in today's world, so many people are not, they don't, they don't keep their word. They'll tell you they'll be there. They never show up. They never contact you. You know, I had, I, I, I posted one for sale. First guy that wrote me, oh, market pending. I'll be there. I'll come. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to market pending unless you give me money. Ah, no, I got cash. Okay, well, come over and buy it. Market pending. He was bugging me. Market. No, I'm not going to take it off the market because I don't trust you. I don't know you. Right? And guess what? I never heard from him again. You know? So anyway, people don't know me, so when I say I'll be there at 4, and I was actually a few minutes late. I was at like 4.09, which I texted him and said, I'm running a few minutes late. I'll be there just after 4. And he's like, okay. It's surprising to people these days. Okay, so God watches over his word to perform it. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Come on, does anyone have, does anyone have a word, a message? And I've asked some of our elders and our teaching team to come up this morning and give us an encouragement. This is along the lines. That was my encouragement for you this morning. Okay? God watches over his word to perform it. He is looking to come through in his word. Grab the word. Grab these scriptures. Apply them to your life. Believe God. He will not fail you or forsake you. Amen? Todd, you got a word for the church this morning? Okay. This is, everyone say 1 Corinthians 14. When you assemble, each one has a psalm, a teaching, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Todd, give us a word, a scripture on your heart for edification, for edifying the church. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is different, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Come on. Go God. Go God. Isaiah 41, 9 and 10. The word says, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth. 
and called from its farthest regions and said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So the teaching that goes with this is, uh, I'm sorry, who is the Bible written for? Everyone, right? It wasn't written for one person. It wasn't written directed at one group or one body or one race or one culture. The Bible, the word of God that he watches over with great care to enact it, to carry it out, it's written for all of us. So when there's a word that is directed in the Bible at someone, it stands as an example of God's character for and towards and about every one of us because God doesn't prefer anyone over anyone else. What he did for somebody in the Bible, he'll do for you. The word is solid that we can stand in it and we don't have to think, well, that was then. Oh, he did that for Moses. Oh, he did that for Abraham. Oh, he did that for David. No, he did it for all of us. Everything that's in here that's written is for every one of us because God doesn't prefer one over another. <clears throat> you, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth. We're, we all come from different places. Everyone in here comes from somewhere else. Even if it's here in St. Louis. I don't come from St. Louis. We all come from somewhere. We've all been brought to this place. Called from its farthest regions, and God said to us, you are my servant. When we come into our relationship with Jesus Christ, when we come into our relationship with the Lord, we begin to discover who we are, and every one of us is called to serve. What Scott said about every one of us has a part to play in this church. This body is not complete without every one of us. In fact, we're not complete yet because there are more people that are supposed to come. God's going to continually bring people into this church to fill up our body, to make our body more complete. Everyone that comes here has something that they're supposed to be doing. And when we discover in our relationship that we have a role to play. You know, Angie has certain things that she does, and Rick has things, and Johnny has things. We all have things to do, whether it's setting up a chair, washing a table, holding the door open, bringing a word, playing a music, playing a music, yeah, playing a music. We'll leave it at that. Everyone, grammar, instruction, every one of us has a role to play. Every one of us has been chosen because it says, I have chosen you and have not cast you away. There's no one worthless in here. There's not one single person in this church, whoever has come into this church, whoever will come into this church, who has been cast away. Just by the very fact that everybody that comes here is pursuing Jesus. I want to come and hear from God. I want to come and be near God. I want to come and be loved. I want to come be a part. I want to come and serve. I want to do more. Every single person that comes here has not been cast away, but has been called. God says, don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. For I am with you. There is so much comfort in 
knowing that God is with you. We talked about tongues. I talked about tongues. And the, the point is, if I pray in tongues for my edification, that means I'm building myself up in the Lord. God is with me. When I pray in a prayer language, when I pray in a heavenly language, when I pray in English, I'm drawing closer to the Lord. I'm being edified in the Lord, which means to be built up. <clears throat> God is with me. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. If I didn't have that, I would fall apart. If I tried to stand here and be not dismayed without God, without God, I'd be a wreck. Because I know me. My strength is in the Lord. My strength is because the Lord is in me. Your strength is because the Lord is in you. Every one of you, the Lord is with you because it says so, because he said so. I am your God. And then he promises, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. How many times have we talked about going on Wednesday night, coming and surrounding myself with other brothers and you with other brothers and you with other brothers. And we come and we strengthen each other because when we get together in like-mindedness and remind each other where our strength comes from, that it comes from the Lord, then we pray for each other and we build each other up. Because in our flesh, we can't quite get there. But the Lord is in us and when we bring the word to each other, we are strengthened from him through each other. And I love the last line of this. Where's Jesus seated? At the right hand of the Father? Isn't that, isn't that we all nodding around the room? We all know that? I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's through Jesus that we're held. We can be strong knowing that the Lord is in us and through our faith in Jesus Christ that we're found to be worthy as we discover more and more in our relationship with God how much he loves us, how much he cares for us, each and every one of us. We have everything that we need. Don't be afraid. Be strengthened. Be encouraged. Know that God will help you. And he will uphold you through Jesus. Amen. Come on. Be instant in season and out of season. Christine. Christine, give us an encouragement, a word. Be instant in season and out of season. Good morning. All right, so I have been doing devotions this week, and it's crazy because throughout the week, choices, like every devotion I have has the word choice, right? And it just like jumps off at the page, and it just makes me think about the choices we can make, 
right? We have choices, thousands of choices every single day. And there is, we all know the scripture, I'm sure Proverbs 18, right? The tongue has the power of life and death in it. We have the choice of what we speak. We have the choice of what we do. So I'm going to share a story. Um, if you follow Angie on Facebook, you've seen everything we've done the last three days. But we were sitting at the hotel, restaurant, and bar, and there's a lady there, and she's talking about the bracelet she has. And one is for energy, and one is for her mind, and one is for her you know, spirit and all that. And I just put my hand on him. I'm like, you know what? I have something that can do all of those things too, and it's my God. You know, It's not a bracelet per se. Um, and I just said that, and then Angie continued the conversation later, and it went much deeper. But I had the choice to make what I wanted to say, if I wanted to sit there and listen to her talk about her spiritual bracelets, or if I wanted to speak out and talk about my God and how he can do those things as well. So we make thousands of choices every day and just stay close to him. When you're doing the devotions, when you have him inside of you, he's going to lead your path. He's going to tell you which direction to go. So just stay close to him, read your devotions, stay in his word because he will lead you and you will make the right choice. Amen. Rick, Rick, come up and share us. G give us an encouraging word. <laughs> yeah. That was the main point that he made. Let all do be done for edification and encouragement. Here, Rick. I wish I would have known that ahead of time. We're going to talk about the judgment of God here. No. Uh, so on the men's group, uh, it's been brought up once before here uh, by Todd, and we have a good time. Um, we do really uh, get edified, uh, you know, praying with each other and hanging out. A few weeks ago, we embarked on a little study um, about stillness. And we talked about stillness, and it's kind of something that's been resonating in my heart all year because, oddly enough, Lisa has just mentioned it in passing in her uh, in her sermons, not really focusing on it, but just bringing it out. And I don't know about you guys, anybody stressed in this room? Anybody have stress? Right? So we talk about it in the men's group, you know, and I don't want to give a lot away in the men's group because I don't want to share too much on account of the ladies won't share their food with us. So, you know, I mean, just saying, oh, snap. All right. Well, anyway, you know, we carry these phones around. We carry all this. this we're always available. We're always on, right? Um, for some of us, like Bomber and myself working in IT, we're always on even at 3 in the morning. And the phone vibrates. You go, oh, no, what do they want, you know? Um, but that causes stress, and it causes all kinds of just inflammation in your body and all these things that are happening all the time. And quite frankly, it's very unnecessary. So in keeping with that, that stirring in my heart with the idea of stillness, I started just looking up and trying to create a Bible study for myself on stillness. It's a remarkable amount of scripture, firstly, when you look up to the whole concept of, the, of stillness. Um, there are so many times when God moves, but the stillness is there first, you know, and then also God reveals himself and his power and all this stuff through the stillness, you know, like we know about with Elijah, he was in wasn't in the earthquake, and he wasn't in the fire. He was in the still, small voice, right? Well, there are a lot of times when I go to sleep, and I'm like, God, I'm stressed out. And then I bombard him with my list of, you know, reasons why I'm stressed out. But I don't bother to sit down and listen. 
And I don't sit down and, and have those moments of stillness, right? And so there's a couple scriptures that I just picked out. Uh, one is very famous. You all know it. Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. So the idea is not just to be still, but recognize that you be you and let him be him, right? He has the power. He has all that power. He's going to be exalted among the nations and the whole earth. So he's letting you know, hey, man, I got this. Well, for me personally, I also struggle with not just the anxiety, but things I can't change, the government, uh, evil in the world, all the stuff that you see out there, and you know, you're just like, my God, the end's got to be coming soon. This is a terrible place we live in, right? And then you see like the wicked prospering and all this stuff, and I just get like, gosh, I want... I. You know, I wish I could do something. Well, Psalm 37, 7 says, Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. Do not be agitated by one who prospers in his way, by the man who carries out evil plans. Refrain from anger and give up your rage. Do not be agitated. It only brings harm. For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. And so I'm just like, I, of course, I'm not going to pretend to be good at reminding myself of that, but I try to, you know. So real quickly um, on this and what's encouraging is, is the idea that when we, we get, whether your, your prayer time is before bed, whether it's in the first thing in the morning, whatever it is, um, what I've been trying to do is just take a moment, just moments throughout the day where I don't... I, not praying and bombarding God with a list of things that I think I need, you know, him to fix. I'm just going to focus. Maybe it's on a scripture, maybe a lyric in a song, maybe it's something, just a little meditation and just, you know, um, some of you know my favorite Bible teacher is uh, Brent, was Brendan Manning. And what he would do is he would instruct his people to just meditate and just say, Abba, I belong to you. And just say that repeatedly and then focus on what does that mean and, and that relationship with, with uh with God and then just be quiet in it and just listen, you know, because God is in that stillness and he will bring healing and his power will be manifest in it. So hopefully that's encouraging to somebody besides me. So we've got God watches over his word to perform it. We've got, it's God that holds Jesus that holds us up. It's in him, right? We've got Learn to be still before God. Angie, you got something? Come on. This is a this is a two minute drill. In a Bible school, we had an exercise. You got somebody else gives you a scripture, and you got two minutes to read it, and then you got to preach for five minutes. On that scripture. I got a little something. Could you, would you guys want to do? Would you guys want to do that? The the, the the two minute preaching drill. I'm not doing Come two on. minutes. I just got I got I got one for you though. Um, mine is Isaiah 54:17, and it says, "No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn." This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is from me, says the Lord. 
I, so one of my things that I like to do is read things in different translations to get the full effect of it. Because you read that and you say, no, you know, no weapon formed against me should prosper and the tongue that rises against you. But when you go down like to like an easy version, it talks about uh, people talking bad about you. You know what I mean? Because you hear one thing and you, you, you just, it might be up here. But bring it down to what's going on in your life right now. You know, people talk about you, people you know, gossip about you, things happen along the way, all these things. Well, God speaks about you as well. You guys know that? You're the apple of his eye. But it says no, war, no weapon formed against you should prosper. That means nothing, nothing. You're a child of God that nothing should prosper. One of the things I like to do when, um, when I'm driving, and uh, I know sometimes I drive slower than people like. I drive a truck sometimes. And one of the things I always talk, all, one of the things I always talk to God about was like, I pray that anything anybody speaks against me, <laughs> that you cover me. No, I'm serious about this. It's just that simple, you know. I pray that anything that anybody says against me, you cover me from that, you know, because I, I know people who, you know, get mad. I mean, I'm, I'm in a big truck. I'm in this coming down 55 and all this stuff. So I pray against those things that people may speak, like Christine talked about, power in the tongue. So even if they're not speaking it to you and you hear it, they still can speak it over you. So you just be careful about that prayer over yourself and know that God's got you. So that's all I wanted to say, the righteousness stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. There you go. All right. Quick and eat, quick and eat. All right. How about anybody else? Anybody got Tammy, you want to come share? And next week, all of you will be ready to share. That used to be on this side of the camera. <laughs> um, so I don't have my Bible because my Bible is right in my phone and it's recording us right now. So just trust me, I know what this verse is. It's Romans 8, 28. Um, where he, he causes all things to work to good for those who he's called and who love him. Um, I, I've just been kind of like ruminating on that verse for so long and like things happened this week that Really, won't really go into, but I thought I was doing the right thing. And I was helping someone, and then in the process, like, made a bunch of people, made some people upset and made some other things that I was supposed to do not happen. But looking back, it's like, okay, God, I thought you told me to do that. And it's like, right now, in this moment, I can't see everything that happened around it. I don't know all the people that were affected or how this one person will be affected in the future. But... He's been reminding me that, so whatever struggle you have right at this minute, think about a struggle you had five months ago or five years ago. Think about that struggle and how much it like felt like it was everything at that moment. But what about now? So like, so many things happen, we don't understand why. Why am I single? Why did I go to Bible school and now I sit behind a computer? Why do, why is Lisa sick? Why are, you know, we always keep asking why, but if we look at everything in the light of eternity, keep our eye on that goal of eternity and all of that, what, how, why we shouldn't be worried about anything. What's the worst thing that can happen? Someone dies and goes to hell. That is it. If I die right now, I go to heaven. If I spend the next 40 years 
in pain, incapacitated, whatever. In the light of eternity, that 40 years means nothing. I mean, I know it's building us up and we're learning things for our assignments and whatever, but in the light of eternity, he works everything out. And it's such ways that we can't even see, but he, his ways are so much higher and so much better. So. I love that. That reminds me of um, years ago when I was pretty young in the Lord, um, I, had, I was working a job that was kind of commission-based. So I, I made good money, but sometimes it was slow. And, you know, so it was like, come on, God, I got bills to pay. You know what I mean? And anyway, um, I had, there, was a, there was like some prayer meetings going on at church during the day. And so I had an opportunity to go to these prayer meetings sometimes when it was slow, right? And um, so I was, I was praying, and I, and I just went through this scenario, kind of like, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm not making any money. I can't pay the bills. We got to move out. We get evicted. You know, what happens if we get evicted? Well, maybe someone in my family would take us in. And we have to live with some of our family members. Well, what if they don't? What if they reject us? Well, we're, we'll be in a shelter. We'll be living in my van. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just like went through these scenarios of like the worst thing that could happen and it gets to the end and you die and you go to heaven. And there was something, there was something resolute that happened in me that day. I went so deep into this progression of like, okay, the worst thing that can happen is I end up with Jesus. All right, okay, God, you've got me. You, you uphold me by my right hand. Your word, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. You know what I mean? And so, um, Bomber, come on. Come on, give us some encouragement. Give us, your, give us five minutes of your, of your best en encouragement today. If someone can encourage us, it's Steve Bomber. I'll give it a shot. I just want to start by saying I heard my pastor and my one of my song leaders say, it doesn't matter what note you hit. You heard him say it. <laughs> Mother pastors online, you're healed right now, Pastor Lisa. Keeping you lifted up. Hey, uh, praise the Lord. You know what? I love you guys. I love you guys, man. So you know what? I'm not not to make this about myself. Hear me out. Men don't walk on the street telling groups of people they love them. That's what the Holy Spirit brings, man. That's what the walk in Christ brings, right? You can love the brethren, man. Love your sisters in Christ. It's powerful, guys. It's something to live for. It gives us purpose, right, in the body of Christ, right? So don't underestimate. There's the pastor. I just said she was healed. I knew it. I knew this. You planned this. Praise the Lord. I, <laughs> I got to tell you, I got to tell you. No, you got to take it. So, good morning. Good morning. You look great. I, I'm trying to tell you what happened. So, this morning, you know, I had this message ready to go on the fear of God. And I know it's a big one. And I knew when I got out of bed this morning, it was spiritual, what was going on. And most of the time, man, I could just draw a sword and slice the enemy's head right off and keep going. But today, I couldn't. I was just sick. I was in the, in the bathroom. 
And so he prays over me, and he leaves, and I, and I was just like, God, man, you know, help me, Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. I know it is. You got to heal me. Gotta get, I got to get over there. And I, was, and I was sitting there watching you guys listen to Jesse sing, you know, Stacey's taking a break, and Jesse and I were going to cover. And then Jesse covers, you know, and she sounds just like a, an angel. It sounded holy in this place. When you were singing holy ground, I started to feel a little bit better. And then I had another just wave of that, you know. And you guys don't have to hug me, but I'm telling you, it was spiritual. So here, so when Scott started to pray, and you guys all prayed together, in the same way that I felt that sickness come, I felt it go. And I was like, come on. You know, because while you're sitting there and you're going through it, I was like, come on, God. I'm so tired of calling on your name and having to believe by faith. Either you're God or you're not God. Come on. You know, this is where you get sometimes. You get, you get that gritty with him. I do. I, I live real dangerously. And I was like, come on, God. Either you're God or you're not. And you guys started praying. Y'all came together. And then one by one. You guys start coming up here, giving encouragement and exhortation, using that scripture from Corinthians, what the church ought to be. This is what the church is. And I can't remember, I think it was Todd said, you know, that more people are coming. And, and just for a couple years now, I've felt God say, they're going to come. They are going to come. People always come. And people come, people go. Those are God's people. You're all God's people, you know. But there's a certain remnant of people that will come and stay and build. And so for a long time, I've been... I've been having this presence of mind that we will, we will build when we're ready, when we're strong, when we can handle stress or anxiety or sickness or pain, or when we have a word of the Lord, or when we are full of Bible study, you know. But today, I can see that we are. We are. So thank you for the covering, and thank God that he still heals. Thank God for a man that will be a covering and pray over his wife. Thank God for a church that can come together and really look like love, you know? So thank you. And, and you will be, yeah, you can play. You can give God some, some praise. Hey, Blondie. So, yeah, wow. I don't know where you were. I, I just came in to say God is good, and he healed me this morning. And I was watching online, and I'm, I'm really glad to be part. And next week we're going to start in with the fear of God. Do you want to say anything else, love? All right. So, I can't even believe it. Love you guys. Stand up. I can believe it, actually. I, it's the stuff that you pray for and you believe all the time. And then every once in a while you get to see. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Thank you, God. Thank you so much. God, I feel your Holy Spirit even now in this room. Thank you so much, God, for your care, for your love, for your power, for your ability, for your vision. God, we're your servants in this place. We belong to you. Do what you want to do. Help us be in your will and on your way. And thank you for letting us be part of it, God. You're so rich in mercy, God. Amen. Amen. All right. See you guys next week. Ready to go. Thanks for listening. Remember to like and subscribe to this podcast. You can learn more about the Loft Gathering by visiting loftgathering.com or by joining us for Sunday morning worship service at 1030 a.m. Till next time, be blessed.